Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to Scream Queen, a podcast about scary movies. From people not typically depicted in scary movies. So, Tommy, what have you been up to this week? Um, I lost my ID, um, recovering from a sex injury. Um, I saw The Lodge at a very particular screening that uh, it was free and I got a $25 voucher from the Alamo Draft House, so that was cool. I'm getting ready to see uh, Come to Daddy with you tonight. I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. What have you been up I met Loretta Devine. Mm-hmm. It was Divine. Yes, you were anointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's see. I saw The Turning. I don't think I want to talk about oh that Oh my at God, all, that, that was, was the nonsense. worst movie I've seen in a very long time. What a horrible fucking movie. That movie sucked. <laughs> I was in the theater by myself. Here's the thing. The thing I like about scary movies is even the shitty ones are usually better than shitty other kinds of movies. No, this is just a straight Either up like pop-up. shitty comedy or like shitty drama. Like a, a shitty horror movie is always going to be better, but like... No, no, this was just it was uh it was disrespectful it really was it was like the director was just like uh floria sigismondi she's like a music video director she's done a bunch of shit Mm -hmm. like for like bjork and all kinds of people uh back in the day but this it was beautiful Mm -hmm. it it looked shot it was shot very well Mm -hmm. but the story was just like so ridiculous i actually couldn't figure out what the story was it was was just like a series of jump scares to make that woman exhausted very uncomfortable with uh the kid uh, the finn wolfhard him like being all pervy on her because he was inhabited by anyway it was very inappropriate at and times. Also, fuck those kids. And those kids. The fuck little girl was cute kids. though. That little girl cracked me up. She yeah. was, she was pretty funny. The, it was the son that pissed me off. Yeah, the most. He, but then that's it was, when you're like, you know, I don't advocate hitting kids, but that boy needed to be hit. Oh yeah, he needed to be <laughs> locked away somewhere. Yeah. Um, wherever he came from, just like go back to that place. But the, really, it was the lead actress. I can't remember what she's from. She looks like Zoe Deschanel. That's all I could think of when she I saw her. She has the big old eyes. Like, oh, how did I get here? What's going on? That ending sucked. <clears throat> well, it wasn't. That it just sucked. It was, it was, uh, there was, it just never ended. Mm-hmm. And there was no ending. No, there really and, wasn't. And, it, and so, the so you're, started to roll. But you're there left looking at the screen like I was staring at the screen like, wait. Huh? Is it? Is this is this is oh, this is over? It has, yeah. I think, a twelve percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which mm-hmm. is twelve percent too many, as far as I'm concerned. It's and the thing about this, the the story that it's based on, the turning of the screw, um, is that like one of the things that is really praised for, uh, and one of its enduring features is its ambiguity. You don't know if the woman is like seeing ghosts or having a mental breakdown. Yeah, this wasn't but ambiguous. This was, no, it, it was just this, this did director know didn't know what to what do. Ambiguity, and, ambiguity was. Well, it, it, it came off as very, uh, like, uh, what, what's... Just pompous. Yeah, it was Like, like oh, you guys can figure it out. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> no, actually, I want you to have it figured out. Anyway, so I'm going to get yeah. into what we're actually going to be. So that was unexpected, but I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that you hated that movie, too, because I absolutely yeah. hated that no, movie. No, I had a lot to say. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but it actually kind of, I was seething when I walked out the movie. I was like, I turned around, the <laughs> lights came up, and I was like, oh, shit, this movie's over. It is over. And the, and the 
and it, it, the movie continues to go technically because the tra- the credits come up and the lights come up. So I'm, I'm sitting there trying to watch this shit. Anyway, I'm glad to exhale that. <laughs> Don't go see the turning. Don't do it. Don't, Don't waste do your money. Easily. No. Don't even catch it on a plane, to be honest with you. Bootleg Sleep right it if you it. have to. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but this week, what we're going to be talking about is Act 1. We're going to bring back our uh, iconic segment, Pour One Out, where we lament the death of somebody uh, in a movie who died too quickly. This week, we're doing Ashanti in Resident Evil Extinction. Our main discussion, we're getting into two recent adaptations of classic horror tales, Gretel and Hansel, or Hansel and Gretel, and the Dracula series on Netflix. And we're going to end this week with uh, our Scream Queen, Angela Bassett in Vampire in Brooklyn. So how are you feeling about your... I did, definitely did not choose this. <laughs> I don't give a damn about this movie. And I really don't care about this person. But anyway, uh, Tommy's choice <laughs> for Pour One Out. Please break it down. So the reason why I chose Ashanti in Resident Evil Extinction is because I knew it was going to annoy you. And that is literally the only reason why I did it. Because I was going to make you watch this movie again. So the Resident Evil franchise, I mean, this is like, I think, the third or fourth movie in the franchise. And the, the the survivors of Raccoon City have now made it into this caravan across the desert trying to get to Alaska where the uninfected are. And um, full disclosure, Resident Evil was my favorite, other than Street Fighter, my favorite video game of all time. Yeah, Played it all the great, time. It's so much fun. Game. And the first movie actually wasn't that bad. I didn't think the first Resident Evil was that bad. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It, these, it just, but it definitely did not live up to that game. And more than anything else, I think this franchise, as a film franchise, has been derided, at, rightfully so, as being really derivative of like literally every other zombie movie that's ever gone before it. Um, but weirdly enough, it just got more and more financially successful. So they were like, "Oh, let's just make another one." And I think the 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 final one, like the the last movie, was um in twenty sixteen, was the highest grossing one of all of them. So it's like bafflingly bad. But also really, really, really popular. It's the, it's Mila Jovovich. I think she she's a really good leading woman. Like mm-hmm. I I do enjoy her in different roles, and um, yeah, I think there there's all definitely like a a pull for that. There's that the cult comes out to see these films. Yeah, I'll, I don't understand it, but you know she it, does. The numbers I, are there. You're right. Mila Jovovich does make a really good action hero. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Ashanti uh, is playing Nurse Betty, not Dr. Betty. So sexism. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fresh <laughs> off of her appearance as the demon Lissa in Buffy the Vampire Slayer's seventh season, where she goes on a date with Xander and tries to sacrifice him to open up the Hellmouth for all of these, I don't know, like uh, uh, super vampires. Or oh, is that like where that? she stole her ponytail from, from the set of Buffy? Because uh-huh, <laughs> exactly. that ponytail was a whole lot. <laughs> It was stretched back. I mean, it was pulled back. Yeah. It, I was like really worried about her for a minute. Look like it gave me a migraine looking at that ponytail. She, anyway. she looked like she had a headache. Yes, yes. absolutely. 100%. Um, anyway. And also like for some reason, this is the, we, in each one of these movies, we hone in on a group of survivors. Ostensibly, they're survivors. But like they also happen to be like the dumbest group of survivors in any given franchise. And so what happens in this one? So Ashanti as Nurse Betty, she drives this ambulance. She kind of has like a romance with this dude who like it's like one of those things where Mike Epps. Yes. And he gets bit by a zombie, but nobody knows, which is like the biggest trope in a zombie horror movie is like the guy who tries to hide the bite. 
And you also know. they do the stupid setup. Oh, let's have dinner tonight. Or you want to go back and have dinner? Like, oh, y'all ain't going to make it back for dinner. No, <laughs> y'all going to get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, okay, so what happens is they're, um, they get stopped by this murder of crows. This a it, murder it, of crows. It's a very derivative shot from the birds. Um, I guess these crows have been eating zombie flesh and have themselves turned into zombie crows. They attack the caravan. And um, Ashanti and this other dude are trying to hold him off while the, the while the kids get out of the bus and into like another bus or something like that. And um, she actually ends up dying a hero because she saves a kid and she puts another kid under a thing and like she closes the door of the bus so that the, the crows can't get out. But then they just like end up pecking her to death. And I was like, I was texting Dre because Dre was like, you know what? This movie isn't half as bad as I thought it was. And I was like, yeah, but they didn't have to do Ashanti like that because her face looked like a, a plate of spaghetti and meatballs. I said that. I texted him that. I was about seven minutes into the movie when I was like, oh, I don't remember. It's not that bad. And somehow um, I missed her even popping up on the screen the first time. Mm. And the next thing I see uh, is her and that ponytail and that terrible accent. Nurse <laughs> Betty. And uh, yeah, she I don't know if she did. She die a hero or was that ponytail just holding her back? <laughs> I think it was just weighing her it down. Got, the, the ponytail got stuck in the I door. I think it got like, stuck no. in the door. <laughs> and that's really what occurred. Um, but yeah, a bird got eaten by a bird. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. That's basically what happened. I mean, you know, they didn't really give her character any, like, I don't know, definition other than the fact that, like, she's, for some whatever reason, like, wearing a belly tee post-apocalypse. But, like, I don't know. And I, let me just clarify. The reason I have so much disdain for Ashanti is because shortly after Aaliyah had passed away, oh. this one came up mm-hmm. in the scene talking about I'm the new R and B princess and I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. And she and was, she put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Mm-hmm. So anyway, serves her right. She was like after after Aaliyah passed, she was like the the soft voiced R and B. But she was going out and like actively like yeah I'm the I'm that bitch mm. like what like don't forget about her don't so, don't take it away I'll from never baby girl forget like that. that. I didn't realize that's what was happening. I thought like she was being uh, catapulted to that by like industry. She got pushed into it, but but she was like playing it up. Mm. I'll, I'll send you an article on it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I still and I still fuck with some of those Ashanti songs to be honest with you. I mean, I'll bop my head a little bit. But that's about it. I never, I never really fucked with those songs. Like and Ja Rule, like I would go, go figure. He ends up in all his mess, like messy, messy. Mm, that's mm-hmm. what she ended up. Yeah, go with. fuck up a fire fest. Murdering. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I mean, I just have to say that you know this was mine for this week, and uh, I'm trying to keep her memory alive. Nurse Betty, uh, you are screen queen approved. At least half a screen queen. Yeah, not me. <laughs> What's going on with this act two, Tommy? All right, so act two, we thought we'd take a look at a couple of different reimaginings of classic horror tales. Um, the, uh, uh, Dracula on Netflix it came out this month, which came out in January, and, and Gretel and Hansel it also came out in January. Um, Gretel and Hansel, like kids abandoned by their parents, walk into the woods and meet a witch, basically. I mean, that's the the grim fairy tale, right? Yeah, it's uh, like a, then, a house made of candy and, yeah. And, and they like... Oh, I mean, that you're talking about the OG OG. Just like the OG is like, that's yeah. what it is. And like the, the, the kids like kind of eat with this witch and then she tries to eat them and they throw her into an oven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they kick her ass into an oven. Yeah. Um, I remember that image in the 
in a book. It's like them putting with the shoe on her on the on witch's her ass. butt, yeah. <laughs> pushing her into it. I'm like, oh, this is delightful for children. Yeah, get into the stove. Um, so Gretel and Hansel, the new reimagining, the feminist reimagining, would you say? <sighs> so fucking, coming of age story. Very of lazy attempts at uh, feminism. Anyway, it's starring we'll get into it. Sophia Lillis from It. Um, directed by Oz Perkins, whose father, Anthony Perkins, actually played Norman Bates mm-hmm. in the original Psycho. Yes, yes. Um, Oz Perkins also wrote and directed the horror film uh, Black Coat's Daughter with Emma Roberts and the girl from Sabrina, Kiernan Shipka. Kier- yeah, Kiernan Shipka. Shipka. Yeah. And then I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House with Ruth Wilson, who plays that creepy lady in the Luther series with Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah, the redhead yes. from uh, The Affair. And she's stuff. very good at oh, being I, creepy. Oh, she's wonderful. Yeah. I loved her in Luther. Yeah. Ooh, Luther, she, I was like, mm, I'm sort of attracted to you, but also I think you might kill it's me. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I, I need to rewatch that, actually. Um, So basically these kids' mama is a bitch and chases them out of the house with an axe, <laughs> which, okay, I just have to tell she you that. She is a bitch. One time my mama chased my dad around the house with an axe, which she caught him cheating. <laughs> so Jeannie knows her way around an axe I'll just say that okay, much okay Jeannie <laughs> um, yeah she was like I'm gonna chop you up if you don't get out of this house I don't care where you go into the woods I guess their father has died at some point so she's just like I- they don't explain none of this no the, the mom just kind of goes crazy yeah it's like if you're going to take it this far and, and and switch it around at least like explain why they are in this position mm-hmm. it's just you're just supposed to gather that oh shit's fucked up get the fuck out mm-hmm Okay. I mean, and that's kind of, I mean, that's, you know, fairy tales don't really do, always explain but, their actions of their characters. But I mean, I feel, again, they, they're making such a statement in changing the story of Gretel and Hansel. They're trying to make an attempt at this is, and if you want to draw me in and explain that to me, because I'm, th- I'm sitting there expecting the original story, but it's not that. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people have different expectations. That's part of the reason I, you know, I, um, it was, you're setting yourself up almost for failure if you don't kind of explain it to a certain degree. Because mm-hmm. pe- it, it's hard to retell a story that's so ingrained in people's memories. Right. There's like this other hmm, presumption, I think, or no, there's a supposition that the movie makes that as the as the mother is trying to send out Gretel into the world to make money, that it's like she's sending her out as a housekeeper, but really as a prostitute. Yeah. I mean, they, they keep... At the very opening scene where she goes to that place. That dude. And that man's like, are you whatever he is said? Your vir- is your virtue still intact? Yeah, or something are like you that. ripe or whatever the hell? <laughs> are you ripe? <laughs> okay, he didn't say that, but he was saying something. That was like, the implication. That was the implication. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and, and that she kept getting put in these positions like a few times. Um, I, I like that one character they ran into in the woods, the guy that set him up with all the shit. Oh, the huntsman. And, yeah, I'm like, I wanted more of that. There like, was what I will say. There, there was um, an attempt at least made at to at at uh, um, diversity in casting. Yeah, because there were like different races of people in these little villages. Oh, I recognized. I totally recognized that. It was just a. Uh, this movie put me to fucking sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> I And I was in a theater full of people who were falling asleep. Damn. And I thought it was just me at first because I, I can't stay up past like 10 o'clock some nights. So I was at a 930. Oh, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you'd be seeing late night screenings and shit when you know you're about to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got some iced coffee. I'll make it. But this is one of those nights I'm like, oh, is it just me or is it this movie? Mm. And the movie had such... 
it never was consistent with the action. Took forever for it to get even to that witch's house. Mm. Like they like might as well have just started it like right there on their journey mm-hmm. to get to that house. And you know, I didn't really don't even go into the back if you're into that backstory. I just don't even set any of that up if you're not going to really fully explain it. You're just mad because you got a crispy chicken sandwich and every time that you want to take a bite, you got, <laughs> don't, every, don't pull every me. time you went to take a bite, it went quiet. Don't put me and on everyone glass. heard you eating. <laughs> no, they couldn't hear me. I just couldn't enjoy my sandwich. Uh-huh. And I'm and I'm typically I'm not rude like most of the people. Who, I, first of all, why does Alamo have these crunchy ass options on there? Because they're delicious, mm-hmm. but you can't. You should not be eating half of that shit during a movie. When you're just like, you hear the loud flautas from the, the table them next flautas. to you? <laughs> Who put them flautas on I that menu? I don't know. The that flautas just... should only be allowed in like action movies. Mm-hmm. Like like certain screenings, like you can't be eating flautas during like a, 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 a parasite. Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. That. I saw it in 1917 last night and there were... It, there, there's a lot of action but there are several elongated scenes of just like quietness in like the countryside well and, that, yeah that that's different but this, there, is, this is a movie that it's when I think of horror when I think of suspense when I think of what they were trying to portray I want like it, it was just it was it lulled it did I will say this though Upon my second viewing, I appreciated the score a lot more because it was yeah. it had like a, it had a a carpenterish sound to it, but but way muted. Like it wasn't it wasn't like nah, nah, it wasn't overt. It, it was, was like cool. very mellow, and I realized that I liked it. I mean, I, I was the the only thing I liked about the film was the cinematography and it was, and, and the score. It That's was all. really beautiful. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't go there for that. I went there for a story. Mm. So like. Yeah, if I'm falling asleep and I can't enjoy, I can't really fully. These all these things are supposed to be cohesive, mm-hmm. and that story was very lackluster. Mm-hmm. And I thought I took it. I thought it was low key insulting. First of all, a guy shouldn't be telling some feminist story. Mm-hmm. Like it's not his place, really, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's cool that his dad's Anthony Perkins. That's the shit, actually. But make another psycho film or something. Right. Well, I guess it's I guess this gets to a larger conversation that we sometimes have, which is like, why are you telling this story? Yeah. Like just tell another Hansel and Gretel story. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could have ta- you could have made it way darker, way cooler. There's Lord knows there's a bunch of uh what's that Jeremy Renner Hansel and Gretel movie? Oh that, yeah. Like, Where they have like crossbows and shit. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like Lord knows those don't need to exist. But I would have I would love it like there's a, a dark telling of Snow White. With uh, Sigourney Weaver from back in the day, that's mm. really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's really fucked up. If they had taken it in that direction, more like Grim Tales, uh, I think that's what it was called, like Grim Tales or whatever. Mm. Um, I would have been down for it. What did you think of like Maleficent? Uh, I thought that shit was super cheesy. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I like. I like. There's a backstory to her, but like I mean, redeeming those, the witch character a yeah, little bit. I, yeah, but I, I mean, the stories are is so fucking. Cheesy. But I also think but a lot I of like the, time, the, idea. the original tales or like the the. Uh, the 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 strand of DNA in these primordial tales oftentimes does feel like it's a little bit sexist or misogynist because like the the villain is this witch she's this old woman who lives by herself so it's like an independent woman who's mm-hmm. made her way in the world without a man and of course like she's the villain so that's why I can understand wanting to give another spin to the story yes and and one of the things that I did like about I mean listen. Alice Cringe as this witch. She was very creepy. Although she did have real like what was what was up with her like butthole fingers? You I mean it looked like she got knuckle deep into some mud butt? You know what I mean? Like those were some she diarrhea mean... fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on with them fingers. Um, but when she is a younger version of herself, 
she looked. I was like, what's up with them silver leg hipster bangs? I mean, what was she, what was this like? She was silver leg hipster goth. And I was like, okay, covered in tattoos. And the, the tattoos were so like uh, it was. It was very spot on. I'm like, I, I think I saw that bitch walking down the street the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely did. Um, and there, there, there is like a, a twist where we learn that like all of the the abundance of food is like harvested from like organ the organs of children. And I'm not gonna lie, that food looked good. It did look good. I mean, when <laughs> even they after about- they showed like it came back from <laughs> other baby parts and like, <laughs> I was still like, I mean, it's different now though. <laughs> um, yeah, when she when when she was going down on that there was like a boysenberry tart or something and i was like they should have put this on the menu at alamo to be honest with you they, that would have been smart that would have been good and i i read one thing about it um the, the mushroom scene which was probably like my probably only my favorite scene in the whole movie but um when they they pick up those mushrooms and are tripping that was from inspired by like mario mm. they look like mario mushrooms they look like mario yeah they i loved it and well, that little scene. It kind of rem- reminded me of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, so at a certain point when they're going through the woods, Hansel and Gretel, or Gretel and Hansel rather, um, they're starving. They come across this like patch of mushrooms. And they're like, I guess we should eat these. And they're talking to them. They can't <laughs> ask it if we can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, when she, when you see her and she's like tripping out and the boy goes behind her and like vomits into the tree stump, I was like, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I guess, like, in addition to it being, like, super-duper stylish and stylized and, like, the costumes were, like... I mean, it's none of it was realistic, right? It's, like, what mid-century yeah, modern person... it doesn't person, have to be, yeah. yeah. what post-modern person came and built that witch's house? Like, that was just... in the triangles and all that kind of stuff. Like, so, in, to a certain extent, I wasn't looking for realism. I liked mm-hmm. that it had a fantastic... Um, a fantastical vision for the way that it looked. Yeah. I thought the delivery at the end, like, it, it just... It, it wasn't enough for me. If there was consistent action throughout the, the film, if, you know, if we were more introduced to these witches or like this, because you see like... They're uh, outlines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I wanted more of that. And yeah, there just wasn't enough. There was mm. a lot of eating, a whole lot of eating <laughs> and I tripping. Thought... Everybody's eating and tripping. Yeah. And, and, like, and then duty fingers. And duty fingers. <laughs> Only the duty fingers. And then I, I I jumped up at and like when I realized what was going on, like I was shaking my head mm-hmm. and I actively oh wait I was gonna say I was actively frowning but I was frowning in the turning not this movie. oh yeah yeah but no <laughs> I got up at the end because I was like oh this is just I have to live in the woods now and mm-hmm. and I and I'm like oh okay and I just walked out and I but I stopped at the end and because I because the, the mood changed you mm-hmm. know and they're trying to like for uh, they're trying to tell you there's more to come and she's still there the, I don't know there's gonna powers be a part, are developing yeah, or, yeah Gretel and Hansel part two uh Fingers and doo doo. <laughs> I don't know if we might cut that out. <laughs> no, that's gotta say. Um, I guess because so, like by the end, Gretel like you know the witch is gonna to eat Hansel and Gretel ends up like burning her and then kind of I guess she gets it looked the duty. cool, but it, it just wasn't satisfying to me. And just, she gets the duty fingers. So it's like, how does she get these powers all all of a sudden? Like yeah. I guess she there she's kind of building her powers up the whole time, but she makes this stick move and then the stick. It's the witch. And because what's she up with that the, stick? Because what, what happened was she made that Vaseline and then she put the Vaseline on her hands. Ugh, that freaking... <laughs> <laughs> the salve. Yeah, the salve. Oh, God. Yeah. So, anyway. that, was, so that was a miss? Uh, for you. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I, I did you like it. You saw it twice. I, saw, I liked it more the second... Because the first time I was like... 
what the fuck did I just see? And and I was not very generous with it. The second time I was like, okay, I get the vision for this. But again, it was like- I'll watch it again on TV. It was like, why are you telling this story? I'll, I'll enjoy it on TV, I think, more. So what did you think about the Dracula uh, series on Netflix? This one written well, by, originally written by Bram Stoker, published in, in 1897 mm-hmm. and brought to our TV screens via Netflix by Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis, who are the team behind Sherlock, which is a series that I loved. Uh, yeah, I was ready for it. And I ended up just, uh, all I liked was Dolly Wells. She played the, the updated Van Helsing. I, I thought that was, she was a really consistently good character throughout all three parts. 100%. She was like the reason for the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the, 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 the story or the, the, uh, the TV shows three episodes. So kind of like Sherlock, each one is basically its own mini movie. They're like 90 minutes each. Um, and sort of at first attempts at faithfully um, covering the three acts of the book itself. The first one being Jonathan Harker with uh, Dracula at the castle in Transylvania. The second part being the voyage on the Demeter as um, Dracula makes his way to England. And then the third act is like uh, Dracula in England cutting it up with Lucy and them. But the third act goes way different than the book because... It's a humdinger. Yeah. um, But... I, so I liked the 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 atmospheric qualities of the castle that John like you the the, the way we're introduced to Jonathan Harker <clears throat> in the first episode is that he has been picked up by some fishermen in a fisherman's boat and delivered to a convent and he's telling his tale to um to nuns and he doesn't know who they are yet and we don't know who they are either but one of them is just like straight talking like straight no chaser mm-hmm. she's funny she talks about he was like you don't strike me as a nun and she was like well like most women i'm in a loveless marriage and i'm only doing this for the roof over my head yeah like, <laughs> you can tell from the get-go like dolly or uh what what's her character agatha agatha sister agatha yeah she is yeah she she's just that bitch she's real cool and she she's fearless in front of uh you know all these ideas like she's scared at the same time like she shows her vulnerability but she's still fearless in the face of it um i really enjoyed that and she's also i never saw it. it's a movie that my mom liked but she was in um pride and prejudice and zombies oh i did not see that either uh yeah <laughs> My mom tells she she's like, oh yeah, I like that movie. I'm like, oh okay, mom. Mm. Um, I have to watch it sometime. I I agree though. Sister Agatha is the best thing about. I mean, Dolly well, Dolly as her, but also just like um, but in the third, well, we'll get to that in a second. But like, yes, Agatha who we, we who she reveals herself to be Agatha Van Helsing was like I think the best version of Van Helsing that exists in popular culture. And this is an idea of like when a strong they they switched it up. They they decided to go with this female lead as this role, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but I did not. This did not work for me and Gretel and Hansel. Mm-hmm. Like I, they tried to push this idea of a strong female lead, but it it was came off very trite. Right. Then, yeah. Well, I think it's like um, th- there's a there's a way in which we're being pointed towards a change in Gretel and Hansel by the name, and so we're being told that this person is powerful and relevant and all these things. But in Dracula, they actually just let her be a character. You know, they let her have great dialogue. Uh-huh. They let her spar with. She has all the dialogue. Yes. Yeah. She's she's going toe to toe with Dracula. When she's talking to Dracula, it's her words that matter. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got some kind of brute he's force. He's trying to figure her out. Yes, exactly. Because she has yeah. his number. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when uh, Dracula comes to the convent where Jonathan Harker is and we find out that the other nun is actually Mina Harker, his fiance, um, we see Agatha and Dracula have their first kind of face off. 
And when when Dracula changes, what what did you think about the special effects? Because I found them to be quite disgusting. Like when he changes oh, from the wolf to like human form. I I thought that that was all spot on. I thought all the special effects, and I mean the the blood. They gave me all the blood that it's supposed to be bloody as hell. Mm-hmm. And they also like they called back to that uh, the Gary Oldman version of Dracula, Bram. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, yeah, they got like it was very much uh, a callback to that when when you're first introduced to Dracula, he's got that look going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, it, oh, when he's old man with the butt hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula was something that I it frightened me so deeply in my childhood, but it was also such a stylish production mm-hmm. that when when they have Lucy Westros in the in the um in the tomb with her like with the dress that she was buried in with the vampire fangs and the blood, mm-hmm. I was just I was obsessed with that imagery. Oh yeah, all of it. It's gorgeous. And when they have like Keanu's terrible acting. Oh my god, Keanu was so bad. <laughs> I uh, love him. But then when they had also like in in the uh in the Francis Ford Coppola version, when they had um Dracula kind of back into the shadows, you can just see his eyes and they mm-hmm. put the torch up to him and he's just made of rats Mm. things like that were just so effectively creepy that i think were effectively creepy in this updated version as well also dracula being played by um class bang who's notably six foot four worked for me and they also made him actually like gave him some manic bisexual energy which i was here for he doesn't look six four he looks like he's about five seven Mm, no i called it it. no i called it i know i'm the height whisper bitch i know this shit no he films like he's about five two that Uh, is disrespectful (laughs) to the six foot four community (laughs) and i thought too that like uh his like there are ways in which bram stoker's dracula has been interpreted as queer you know in subtext but they made it text here like he's like hitting on dudes he's like swiping right and left it's not even a question as it it shouldn't be like yeah Dracula does it all. And like, Agatha keeps asking Jonathan, Dracula's like, did he, fuck you? did he fuck you in the butt? Because you might have contracted some kind of vampire STD is all I'm telling <laughs> you. know. And he keep, and he's like, why do you keep asking that? And she's like, I don't know. You just look like you take a dick from Dracula every now and then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He was looking a little anemic, I would say. Mm. Um, and then the, so the, the so that was the first episode. The second episode, they're on the Demeter. And we've got this great back and forth again between Agatha and Dracula. She has her habits off, so her hair is out. She's drinking wine. They're like casually playing chess um, yeah. as he's like recounting his voyage on the Demeter. And it, that was very, that could have been super boring, this episode. It could have been. But no, they did just, a, just the right amount of you know, because every night somebody would disappear off the ship mm-hmm. every single night, and then and their crew is getting smaller and smaller, and they're having to whittle down like who the hell is doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, it, that could have gone south, and I could have been like not interested. But it was super engaging. Did did were you taken by surprise that this was a spoiler alert? But yeah, like that was, that Agatha was the per, the the um stow or the person in the room who was like diseased. it made sense because none of it yeah it, n- w- going from the last episode. I was I was surprised to see her in there, but then I was like, oh, okay, that does it did make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I only watched the show. I tried to watch it the first episode like one and a half times, and then I was a little stoned. <laughs> so, I am shocked. <laughs> so, and then by the third one, I was just like, we'll get to that. But I was like, bitch, wait, yeah. how we get here? <laughs> Is helicopters in? I thought I was tripping at the end of the second episode. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, huh?" And I was, I think I smoked something crazy, but nope. That show just went way off yeah. the, the chain. It went 
I don't know what they were thinking. I was really, hmm, what I really loved about the second episode, uh, uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't a whodunit because we know whodunit. It was more of like a how done it, right? And how, and who's going at what time. There was a gay couple there. Um, one of them was black. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Dracula was hitting on the dudes. So that was cool. Um, but when, when, Dracula reveals to Agatha that she is the patient in room 604 or whatever. Um, And you see, like, she starts to realize that this is a hallucination. Yeah, because that's why I remember, because I'm trying to recall back to the last episode, because it's like, where is she? Mm -hmm. Because he's on the ship now. It's like, well, what happened to homegirl? What happened? So he let one chick go. And then he I was like, where did she go? And the whole time I was thinking that the whole time. Mm -hmm. And and then I'm like, okay, so she's in. None of it makes sense, though. I mean, it's all. Uh, who wrote this again? I'm not sure. We can look that up. We and need, it in but later. it's all whoever wrote this shit. Oh, it was it, it was Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis. Yes. So the, the Sherlock people. So I'm just saying. So it, it makes sense to them. So I was like, I just went with I went with it. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I was I was cool with it. And I would say like those first two episodes, I was like, all right, okay, I see where this is going. This is like somewhat of a fresh take, and it is also adherent to the source material. Um, then at the end, you know, we see that uh, again. Spoiler alert: Agatha dies in the water, um, and Dracula comes back up from his coffin, and it is like 150 years later. All of a sudden, the third episode is the reimagining of Dracula in England with Lucy and all them, but it's like contemporary times yeah and and, and as soon as that happened uh you lost me <laughs> yeah i think because one of the because 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 agatha was gone i mean her her descendant zoe van helsing is in it and also played by dolly wells but it's just the character isn't as strong as agatha Mm-mm. and so the most when you lose the most compelling thing about the show what am i left to care about and and then that i mean this the ep- episode was just so ridiculous, so stupid. They had all these. They had another character in there um, who had potential. Uh, the the black girl. She. Oh, and Lucy. Then they, yeah, yeah, and they just did her <laughs> wrong. They I did d- her dirty. I will say that I I did like that they made Lucy black, Lucy Westeros, who like in the first movie was played by Sadie Hawk, I think, or something like that. Oh, in, in the Bram Stoker, the 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 Francis Ford Coppola one, when she gets you know staked in the in the um in her tomb and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. they gave her, they made her the main love interest of Dracula's in the third episode, in an, in a role that in I think canonically in the literature was occupied by um, Mina. Harker, but Mina Harker is long dead, um, who was played by Winona Ryder in the old movie. Um, and so now he's left to kind of play with Lucy and she's she's kind of the the Lucy in the the Netflix Dracula. She's like fast and loose. You know, she didn't give a fuck. Um, she willingly lets Dracula drink from her as he like is, you know, draining other hoes and on Tinder, swiping right and left, trying to find other people to uh, drain. But he's very selective. And there's something about Lucy that he really that he's really attracted to. Um, but they end up. Against her wishes, they end up cremating her. So when she comes back from the dead, she's all fucked up. Like, they did Lucy so wrong. She's, like, slick and all burned up and, like, half her face is missing. And just, But she can't see it because anytime she looks into the mirror, she sees her old self. And so it was just dumb and unnecessary. Yeah. And I just after I just didn't care. <laughs> I yeah, I just ugh. I appreciated. I think that that they swung for the fences. I think they like really tried to make something. Some people love the hell out of this. I'm just not one of them. I'm not. I was a. I was on board. I think until the third episode. Yeah, they. And I guess if you if you want to separate the three, which you can, 
Um, I yeah, I was I the second episode was definitely my fa- favorite episode, and I don't know what the hell that third episode was. That yeah. was crazy. And the ending was so bad. And, I mean, they did Do- Dolly Wells her, at, that character. They just did her wrong. Another, yeah. they, like, she was again just like a a carbon copy, of, and not a very good like a it wasn't a good version of herself. She mm-hmm. was so much of a muted down version of the Agatha Van Helsing that we had seen throughout the series. And then they made her like, you just saw like remnants of that in her. Yeah. And I think maybe, you know, the, the fact that like she, that, that Dolly wasn't playing the same character, I think is a testament to her abilities as an actress to portray different characters. She's also in Bridget Jones diary. She plays one of Bridget's friends. She's oh. like, well, she's like one of the older friends. Okay. Yeah. She's okay. like a book editor or something. In it. Okay. I looked up like, that's the bare minimum. I did re- research for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, But the ending is just really corny and, I thought it wasn't as bad as the ending of the turning, but it was still like I this did not. It was up there, yeah. but it, it was an ending, though. The turning was not an right. ending. It was an actual ending. Yes, but it was corny. Yeah. And uh, that's that's that. That's that. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, so act three, getting into my scream queen of the week, and I think we're both okay with this one. Mm-hmm. It's Angela Bassett as Detective Rita Vetter in a vampire or, or just vampire, vampire in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, um. from '95. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, famously, this movie, the Eddie Murphy only made this movie because he wanted Paramount to release the rights to Nutty Professor. Yeah, which he they did, and so he made the next year. Um, and I think as a precursor, you know, we get to see Eddie being different characters in heavy makeup. Heavy, heavy makeup. He's like a preacher. At some point, he's he like... He was just testing out stuff for a nutty, the Nutty that's Professor. What like. That's yeah. what it was. After watching this and realizing the relationship between the two of those... What, like What to ap- do, what not to do. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What, and what can we say about Rita? Rita is half vampire. Well, she's she's the daughter of a paranormal researcher who, who died in a mental facility. Her She's damp, damper, uh, half vampire from the Caribbean islands. Mm-hmm. Would have, uh, And I would have loved more backstory on her, like flashbacks, whatnot, because they, they just go over that. They're like, oh, your mother died in a mental facility, and but she did all this interesting stuff, and like, how the hell did this come to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, that was a missed opportunity right there. Um Angela, because Eddie was not for this movie, he didn't want to do this. It was part of a deal with Paramount. He was known for never coming out of his trailer. Mm. He was always like he, he. She often was working with his stand-in. She was uh. filming half the time with the, some other dude named like Roddy or whatever. Um, and she's like, and Roddy was really nice, but he wasn't an actor. He was just there to stand in and do shit. And they said she was one. Is that why they gave him that horrible wig? The, well, the, the <laughs> wig. Oh, the wig. And Eddie came out and he blamed the whole movie on the wig. He said that's what killed the movie was mm. that wig. Um, this is also, this was written by Charlie Murphy. Oh, yes. And uh, it then and they got Michael Lucker and Chris Parker to come in and fix up the screenplay because they were like, oh, it was unusable. But then we were able to kind of fix it up a bit. I can only imagine 
what it looked like before they did shit Mm-mm. to it because it was still so fucking stupid. It was raggedy. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. to to John Witherspoon. Yeah. He opens up this mm-hmm. film and he's hilarious in mm-hmm. it. He does. He's like, you know, like the the standard of what you expect from John Witherspoon to deliver. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Kadeem Hardison, yes. freaking Dwayne Wayne. That is my dude. I forgot how much I love him. Like, I know. grew up different world. Yep. Like, that is, he is absolutely hilarious. And they did him wrong. Yeah. They did him wrong like they did Lucy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, he he has, like, an eyeball fallout. His hand come off. Because, like, he, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy's character gives him, like, a drop of blood to make, to turn him into a ghoul and, yeah. like, a servant. Yes. But the consequence of that is, like, he just, his body he, starts to fall apart. He's going to deteriorate. Yeah. yeah. Which is how I feel right now with all my sex injuries, TBH. Oh, but ba- that's basically your life. It's what's happening right now. And basically, so in order for Eddie Murphy to c- continue his life uh, c- and to live longer beyond his years, he has to find uh, this particular. He has to find Angela Bassett because she has the the blood, the lineage that he needs to continue it. Because like, he's the last of his kind. Yeah, and yeah. she's and she's the other half of it. She's this princess, and she whatever or she don't know it. Uh, and yeah, that's <laughs> that. This is a movie that I wish if it wasn't before a tragic incident on the set, which I forgot about because I oh. saw it when it happened in the news. Mm-hmm. I saw this in nine. This so in ninety five it was on. It was because the brother unfortunately sold the the video because the family was there when it happened. But Angela Bassett's stunt double, uh, she jumped and it wasn't set up right, and she died mm-hmm. right in front of her family and everybody on the set. And uh, her brother was filming it and the Paramount didn't want to handle it right. You know, they freaked out and they were like, we had nothing to do with this. She did it. She did it. Chris Parker and that uh, that other uh, screenplay writer like, well, she did the stunt wrong. It was her fucking fault. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll say that to this very day. Like, it was always her fault. We didn't do it. And then the brother of this girl... Um, he sold the video to like a tabloid, no. like a TMZ at the time. Oh, that's so sucks. you could see like these images and this video out there, and it was really—it's very tragic. Uh, and I say like, if it hadn't been for maybe something as horrible as that happening, and it also shined a light on like how women had had to work so and under these difficult conditions, it really shined a light on that. But um, maybe there could have been like today, like a backstory or Angela Bassett could, could be playing like. I would love that story of like mm. this conti- this character continued, but because Eddie was such a dick on the set, and I mean this death mm-hmm. it, that will never ever happen. Oh, you mean like a sequel with Angela Bassett's character? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. like a prequel or whatever. Like I could have seen that happening, and then I started doing the research. I'm like, oh yeah, like <laughs> mm. that's never gonna happen. Only if they get a better makeup artist because they had her oh, looking a mess. There are <laughs> oh, and why they do that to her? She was know. looking half cute half the movie. And then at the end, it was just like when she looks like a vampire, she looks fucked up. She looks fucked up. It looked like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, but when this one chick gets PMS, she's like, I PMS. (laughs) And she looks fucking crazy. (laughs) It reminded me of that. Um, I also want to shout out John Witherspoon as well, who's again, like playing the uncle, which is kind of what he played for like a very long time and my favorite role of his was when he played Overton's uncle in Living Single um, when Overton went back home to catch a football game and on the way back they they pick up T-Boss mm-hmm. um, and I just remember like the thing is like I feel like John Witherspoon has a way of like imprinting that in your mind yeah. like I would never think of an uncle differently than John Witherspoon. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like Wayne, Wayne and Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like you know he's that guy or Ice Cube's dad in Friday he's mm-hmm. that guy and you know 
you know, him just passing recently. Uh, I watched some of the the tributes to him, and it was just like, wow, this person really he left a big imprint in a lot of people's lives. He's a funny dude. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I I appreciate this movie. I appreciate the fact that Wes Craven and Eddie Murphy and any of this ever even fucking came to true, be. True, true, it true. It is bizarre. Um, unfortunately, it was a piece of shit. <laughs> but um, let's let's do a shout out to Eddie Murphy's mullet. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that was. They play. There's a scene where they play uh, Salt and Pepper. What a man! I was for that. They play. <laughs> there's a scene where Eddie Murphy uh, smacks Kadeem Harness in the back of the head when they're playing MC Hammer pray in the car, <laughs> and he's running his mouth. <laughs> I said we pray, pray. We got to pray just to make it today. Uh, I remember that song, and he smacked him in the back of the head or whatever. That shit's hilarious. And then um, the Joker's girlfriend from Jack Nicholson from the original uh, Batman in 1990, uh, not original, but that version. She when she gets accosted by Eddie Murphy, she goes, "Oh, I she understand. was in the park. Oh, yeah. that was that lady. Goes, I, she's the, the girl that had the got the fucked up face and was wearing the mask in a uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. She goes, I understand the Negro people. I understand how they have been brought down by a white capitalistic society. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, but we're still eating you. Yeah, so. I'm still gonna eat you, bitch. <laughs> and um, and Kadeem's makeup, I want to say, was actually pretty good. And I I was I was thinking it was a quite Freddy Krueger esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. he did get, but then you know he sort of got redeemed by the end because then he turned into the new empire. He looked fine as fuck, yeah, brother. He, really he, he went, he went from Ur- Urkel to Stefan. Yeah, yeah, he did one of. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay, just because we can't skip over it, but Joanna Cassidy, the the she played Christina Applegate's boss and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. She was the detective in this movie, mm-hmm. and she's just playing like basically the way a a, a white cis man would play this role. <laughs> she's like, I don't give a fuck about your life. Your mama died in a mental facility. Like, suck it up. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. This is some dialogue. This is yeah. what it is. This is a dialogue. But um, yeah, the movie is it's plagued. If you look it up, you can find several articles about. <laughs> tragedies around it damn but it's worth a watch it's entertaining as hell and um i'm glad eddie it seems that he's acting right these days yeah Uh, and i hope he continues on that path and angela you are the scream queen of all scream queens 100 percent Scream queen is produced by alexander de palma and domino sound with theme music by doc allison you can find me, Tiami Teebs Pico, at HeyTeebs, H-E-Y-T-E-E-B-S, on all relevant social media. And you can find me, Drea Washington, at H-E-Y-G-R-L-H-E-Y on Instagram. You can find us at Scream Queen Podcast on Instagram. And online at ScreamQueenPodcast.com. In the scary movie of your life, you better Scream Queen! 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 <laughs> <laughs>
or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.